What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about fatherhood. Um, we're going to be talking about the importance um, of our jobs as fathers and comparing the relationship between us as fathers and our children and God the Father and us. Let's get with it on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today, we're talking about fatherhood. All right, so this is a subject that is very dear and near to me. Um, as many of you know, I uh, or may not know, I have six children. Um, ranging from, um, I'll have a, a one that turns 18 in September and my youngest just turned two. Yeah. He was a surprise. Um, but you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, my, I, I, I love it. People ask me all the time. How do you, how do you do it with six kids? Bros. It is, it's amazing. I love it. My house is always full. My heart is always full. Um, and man, I'm blessed with good kids. Good night. God has blessed me tremendously with fantastic children. Um, you know, my, my oldest, every one of, every one of my older ones are in ministry we have, um, so just a, just a little bit more background here. Um, me and my wife, who've been married for 19 years now, um, we have five children, and then we adopted um, another one. So I've got a soon-to-be 18, soon-to-be 17, two 14-year-olds, a 9-year-old, and a 2-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, but it's something that uh, I like to take very seriously. Um, my relationship and how I how I raise my children are very important. Um, it's important to me, and I think that it is a. I don't think people today take it as seriously as they need to. And by any means, you, you know, you look at the things that are going on. You look at our children, um, the, the, this next generation coming up. And it's obvious that people have not taken their responsibilities as fathers nearly as important as they needed to. Being a father, now, before I say this, your first responsibility is your wife. Okay, well, I'm, I mean, it's God. Um, but after God, your first responsibility is your wife, always. But your next responsibility is your children. Your family, God has entrusted you with them. You are a leader. God has called you to be a leader, whether you have a title of it or not. If you've got, if you're married and you have children, you are a leader. 
and there's nothing you could do about it. There's no way around it. You have been thrown in this position, but it's a, it's a, it's an honor. It is an honor. It is something that we should, should look at as an honor. Um, God has entrusted us with our children and our wives. Um, and you know, and one of the most important things that you could do as a father is to love their mom. Um, the way that you love your wife is the way that your children learn either as young men how to treat a woman or as young girls how to how to be treated as a man. And you look at you look at those things if you've ever talked to anybody who has lived out in the world um you, you know you, you always you always hear people talk about you know girls with daddy issues um th- that's that's an issue you, you know and um you know it ought not be either either fathers are disengaged um if they are around um they're disengaged they are um not attentive to to their children or the wives um they they they're selfish they put their needs over everybody else in the house um which is another reason why you see the divorce rate so high um and therefore you have fathers who aren't even in the homes um you have you have people who want to have sex but don't want to take care of the kids um i really don't know how else to say it um you, you know and and again it comes back to selfishness um your own self gratification you know we've talked about that several times and so you you see this this decline in the importance of fatherhood in the last couple generations and you see the result of that in our society today. Um, fathers play a very important role. You, if you have children, whether you're married or not, you are raising the next generation. The, the way you raise your children today is how they will react to society tomorrow. And that's, that's very important. You know, um, I, I was talking to a guy one time, a friend of mine, and um, we hadn't talked in a while. We hadn't seen him. We'd just been busy. He lives in another town and stuff. And we got talking about our kids. And he's like, he's like, are you raising, um, how, did, how did he word that? Are you raising children for this society are you are you raising are you raising young men that will contribute to society that's how he worded it and i was like man that's that's put really well um you know because today everybody just wants to be buddy buddy with their kids um they they want to you, you know they want them to be in all the sports they want them to be cool gotta have the cool clothes you know and don't get me wrong there ain't nothing wrong with sports. There ain't nothing wrong with having good clothes and, you know, nice things. There's there's nothing wrong with that. But when you cannot separate the difference between being a father and being a friend 
there's an issue. Um, we are not our kids' friends. We are their parents. We are their fathers. We are to raise them to be able to contribute to society um, because God has created this society. And so, you know, you hear all the time, you know, oh, I would die for my kids. You know, we, we, as a matter of fact, we like the thought of being able to stand up. I told my wife um, one time, I was like, man, if I ever die, I want to go out a hero. I want to go out in, in blazing fire, you know, a firefight, you know, protecting everybody around me, you know, die, you know, going down like Rambo. Um, but what, what about their souls? What about raising them to, to love other people? What about raising them to be able to survive in an environment without me? I'm not going to be here for, I, I might not even be here tomorrow. I don't know what, what's going to happen. There could be a meteorite fall from the sky right now and land on me. I don't, I don't know. What are my kids going to do? Have I raised, as a father, have I raised my children to be able to, to be successful and to know the Lord without me here? And I think that's an important question. That's something we should ask ourselves. Are we raising children to be able to contribute to society and to love the Lord? That, I mean, that, that's it. You know, we're not we're not raising them to to become NFL players. I mean, don't go, don't get me wrong. I like football. Whatever, if your kid's a good football player, that's that's fantastic. But what is he going to do after football? What is he going to do after you know? You look at people like um, Kurt Warner. You know, I mean, the Joker was was uh, working at a grocery store before he got into the NFL. You, you know, and. And I say all this, again, there's nothing wrong with sports. There's nothing wrong with having nice things and all that stuff. But are you raising them to be able to survive and to be a thriving young adult? Both your young boys and your young girls. Are you raising them to be able to function in a society in which we live today? I think that's a tough, a tough question. I think that um, that we should ask ourselves often. Things are different now than what they've ever been. Our children have got they got it so much more difficult than what we ever had. Um, I remember, man, as a, as a young kid, I remember walking down up and down the streets, walking to school. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's nothing about being perfect or anything like that you know i mean i'm i'm sure you know my parents did things wrong we will do things wrong you know yada 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 but it was no big deal for us to walk to school um man i'd be outside all all hours i was supposed to be at home when the street lights came on you know um you see the little memes on facebook all the time um, you, you know, about, you know, I drank out of the water hose and I survived and, um, the, the social gatherings, how you knew where everybody was at was where the bikes were at, you know, long before social media, um, you know, and it just seemed th- like things were so much more simple then. um, our, our kids are growing up so fast and society is so rough, um, and we have to make sure that us as fathers, 
are doing our best to raise a generation that, one, knows the Lord, that they have to know the Lord. If we do not teach them to know the Lord, the world will teach them not to. They will teach our children why God is, you know, their, their reasoning for why God is not real. Uh, their reasoning for why um, we they should not believe in God. You know, it's like 70% of kids who grew up in church and go to a liberal college and come back agnostic or atheist. It's appalling. You know, I was listening to this guy, Votobacham, and uh, he was talking about you know, he was actually speaking at a college and he's like, um, you know, he was talking about apologetics and he said, why, why do you believe in God? He said, oh, because, because your parents believe in God. Well, why do they believe in God? You know, oh, because you had a good feeling. He said, let me tell you about a guy in a prison cell who had a good feeling and radically had this encounter with this spiritual force and, um, you know, changed his life and he come out and did all these things only to be wrong. His name was Malcolm X and he was a Muslim. Um, you, you know, and, and so he was started throwing all these things out. I, I tell my children all the time, do not believe what I believe because I say so. It is no different than you as a listener listening to me and taking every word I say verbatim, you should never do that. Our children should learn about God on their own. I mean, don't get me wrong. You should raise them to love God, but they need an authentic experience of their own. They cannot get to heaven on our coattails. They cannot defeat the evil of this world because mommy and daddy said so. It doesn't work that way. It will never work that way. Um, it has never worked that way. And we as men, as leaders of our homes, we have got to educate our children. We've got to raise this next generation of godly young men and women to be to love God, give them opportunities for authentic experiences. That means get them in church, send them to youth camp, Send them to, you know, get them in as much of an, a, a spiritual environment that we trust, us as parents trust, us as fathers trust, get them in that environment so God can move in their life. And then, and then God will prove all the things that we're saying to our children, um, you know, and people just don't do it. People have every excuse not to come to church. Oh, well, you know, my my boy had a ball game today or, you know, well, you know, I, we were we were camping and 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 again, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you got to be in church every time the doors are open. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you are always busy doing something else, where's the time for your relationship with God? And if you don't have a relationship with God, you cannot expect your children to have a relationship with God. And, and you know, and I, like I said, this is something I'm very passionate about. Um, 
I, I take very seriously. And um, I, man, I love it. I, I love, I, I love my children. Um, I love the fact that we as men get or have the opportunity to raise the next generation. And I think that us as men need to take that very seriously. So um, we're going to take a little small break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the relationship um, us as fathers with our children and God the Father with us. We'll see you back after the break. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones and in-house jewelry repair. They are also your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 North Westwood in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader in local, state, and federal jobs of all types. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. All right, guys. Welcome back to Real Men Talk. Fatherhood. I think the reason why men do not take their responsibility as fathers um, seriously are for two reasons. One, they're terrified. They're scared to death. And they should be. It is it is a big responsibility. Um, and two, I don't think that they truly understand the importance of what God has entrusted us with. Um, everything that, that happens in this life is parallel to, um, or, or, or the design of God is parallel to the word of God or God, you know, for, for instance, marriage, marriage is a covenant between a man and a woman, but it's also a symbolic of the covenant between Christ and the church. So fatherhood, our relationship with our children mirrors the relationship with God and his children. You know, I tell people all the time, when you look at fathering, okay, the the process of being a father, you can almost always equate it to how God feels about us. You know, uh, for instance, your kid does something fantastic. Um, like I said, my older children are in um, in ministry. You know, I I'm extremely proud of them. Well, God feels the exact same way about us when when we strive to be more like Him. Are, are we going to be perfect? Absolutely not. It's never about perfection ever. 
It's never about perfection. It's about obedience. When we are obedient, when we are trying and striving, um, God feels that same um, pride about us as we do our children. Um, when our children do something stupid, and they will, if your children are young or um, you, you don't you don't have any children yet, just just wait. They'll do something stupid. You know, he he gets upset. He's sad. He, you know, he gets disappointed just, just as we do. He has, he is an emotional God. He is, um, you know, us as men, we get upset. We get angry. We get, um, we get emotional. God's the same way. Um, he, you know, but all of it is out of love. He always wants what's best for us. Just like we want what's best for our children and that relationship between us and God is so vitally important and so is the relationship between us and our children and we should never ever ever take that for granted we should never look at it any different our relationship with our children should never be looked at any different than the relationship between God and us it is that important um read read John 17 you know the the in the book of John, chapter 17, one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. I've talked about it several times. It is a prayer. It is a prayer between God or between Jesus to God about us, the disciples, the generations to come and all these things. You know, he's, he, Jesus is saying, I, I am honoring you to show them how to honor you. You know, and us as fathers should honor God to show our children how to honor God and to lead by example you know so so often that that is so looked over um leading by example you know do do as I uh, how's the saying go um do what I say not what I do um is a bunch of crock is what it is. You know, you don't want your children to to drink, then don't drink. You don't want your children to smoke, don't smoke. You want your children to cuss, don't cuss. You want your children to church, go to church. It's they they will do what you do. They will see you and they will mimic you. I've my two year old, he is uh it, it is hilarious. You, you know, even after good grief you know like i said my oldest is 17 get ready to be 18 and um even after all these years and having having a younger one and watching him trying to mimic everybody it doesn't matter what i do i could walk up to something and prop my foot up on it he's gonna do it he wa- he wants to do everything we do he thinks he's just as big as everybody else he thinks he can do anything anybody else can do and uh it's it's fantastic. I love it. It's great. And uh, so if I go by and, you know, throw like a, a, a pillow at his at his mom, you know, he's going to go by. He's going to pick up a pillow and try to throw it at her. It's it's hilarious. It's great. Um, but uh, our children are going to mimic us. And us as leaders, you know, we, we want our cake and we want to eat it too. We want to be able to do whatever we want in the most selfish manner. And they'd be like, you shouldn't do that. You, you can't do that. Um, 
I was watching TikTok. Uh, I follow a lot of pastors and a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff like that. And, and uh, this random video popped up. And this person went into this little kid and was like, hey, it was it was a woman. She's like, hey, this lady out here is trying to fight, fight me. You know, and he's like this little boy. He couldn't been like three or four years old. He's like, oh, I, I'm I won't whoop somebody. I won't whoop somebody and started cussing and carrying on. And she's all giggling and and, and, and laughing. And she's going to wonder in, in four or five years why in the world that kid wants to fight all the time. Why he wants to act ignorant because his mom acted ignorant. But us as fathers, we do the same thing. We do the same thing. You know, we get mad. I'm guilty of this. You know, I get mad in the car. You know, the other day I was like, that freaking idiot. Yeah, I said it. I, I said it. There it is. You know, I'm not perfect by any means. Here I hear Maverick in the background trying to say what I said. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, man, what did I do? You know, I feel so guilty about it. You know, here he is. He's two years old. And, um, you know, he was trying to he was trying to say what dad said. And, uh, you know, and it's so important for us to be mindful of that stuff all the time. And uh, because they they are. And just as Jesus set the example for us um, to see how to be men to see how to love people and to, uh, you know, he gave us the word of God as a uh, a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Um, you, you, you know, he taught us he by example how to love our children, you know, how, how to love them. And one thing, and, and this is going to be very controversial because... Well, it, it just is, you know, one thing that I think a lot of people, a lot of men um, lack in is is discipline. There there are some kids out there. I can tell you right now, they just need their butt busted. Um, in Proverbs, it says, spare the rod, spoil the child. It says that uh, Proverbs thirteen twenty four says, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Now, think about that. Think, think about what I just said. It says, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care, ding, 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 care enough to discipline them. We, we don't, so many people don't discipline their children. I, I, hear, I hear people, well, we don't spare our kid. Well, that's the reason why your kid's a punk. <laughs> I'm just calling like I see it. I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, do you love your kid? Uh, again, are we raising a generation that can cope in today's society? Are we raising children to respect authority? Are we raising children to um, respect their elders, to love other people? If you don't make your children young, if you don't teach them young to respect people, to respect us as parents, to respect the other people around them, other little kids, that that's what's wrong with society today. Everybody's in a, in a fence. Everybody's upset. Everybody's, a, you know, nobody respects anybody's de- decisions. Nobody re- respects anybody else's um, opinions. 
Um, it's either you believe what I believe or I'm offended and you obviously hate me. Well, that's that's not true. That's a, you know what that is? That's a sign of bad parenting. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I said it. That's a sign of bad parenting. You know, and the truth is we're not we're not ever going to get it perfect. We will fail. No, know that going into um and, and as you are raising your children again, God never expects perfection ever. He never expects perfection. He expects obedience. He expects effort. Always obedience and effort. If we are striving to raise our children to love God, to care for God, to uh, respect God, respect others. You know, if we teach them to love God, they will respect others. If we if we teach them to 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 love God and honor God, they're going to love other people because that's what God is. God loves other people. God loves us. And when we teach our children to love God, the importance of our relationship with Christ, when we teach them that, they will automatically learn to to dis- the importance of respect for other people, the importance of loving other people. You know, and we're not we're not going to be perfect. We're going to fail as parents. Good night. We're going to fail so many times. You know, and thank God, and I mean this in the most authentic and sincere way, thank God for grace. Thank God that that God does not expect perfection out of me. Thank God that he, he loves me enough to discipline me, to set me on the right path. Thank God he loves me enough to show me grace when I mess up. Thank God for loving me when I I was ignorant and stupid. And that's exactly how we should raise our children. You should always love them. But discipline is part of love. Being hard on our children is part of love. You know, I was I was talking to a guy and this doesn't really this doesn't really pertain to fatherhood, but it does. Um we were talking about souls. Um, and we were talking about kind of a controversial issue, you know, and I told him, I'm like, man, we, we just got to be honest with people, you know, and he's like, well, man, people are going to think you hate them and da, 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 da. I'm like, look, it has nothing to do with hate. You've got to love people enough to let them know, Hey, if you don't change your ways, you're going to go to hell. And it's the same way with our children. We have to love our children enough to be like, Hey, what you're doing is not right. What you're doing is not right. And it's easier to do when they're young. You raise them upright. And the Bible says, you know, raise the children up in the way and the the word of the Lord will not depart from them. And of course, I'm paraphrasing, but, um, you know, you raise them to love God. They're, they're going to do stupid stuff. They're, they're kids that we, we've all done stupid stuff. And... You, but you instill the word of God in them, and it will never depart from them. I want to tell you a little story here at closing. My dad, he adopted me when I was like, I don't know, I don't know, five, six years old, something like that, maybe seven, I, somewhere. It's been, you know, but he's the only dad I've ever known, and he's been a good dad. 
you know, not perfect, but he's been a good dad. And uh, I thank God for him because there's no telling what kind of heathen I'd have turned out without him. Um, but anyways, so I was a very angry, very angry teenager, very angry. And, um, we were, I had, uh, I had been busted for shoplifting. I was 13, very angry. And I remember coming home. It's funny. Me and my mom, we were just talking about this the other day. Um, I had come home and I was sitting in my bedroom. My dad walked in and I was ready for a fight. Like I wanted, whenever I tell you this, I'm being very serious. I wanted to fist fight. Like that's, I wanted, I wanted to fist fight him. Why? I have no idea. It wasn't his fault. I was shoplifting. I was an idiot, an ignorant idiot. Um, you know, but I, I wanted to fight. I was prepared for a fight. He walked in my room. He opened up a door and I stood up like I was ready to go. And um, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget. He he propped himself up against my door frame, you know, kind of leaned up against it with his shoulder. He said, Anthony, he said, I want you to know that Jesus died for you and he loves you. And then he shut the door, turned around, walked off. That moment, that moment changed my life. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was still ignorant. I still did stupid stuff, you know, but that moment haunted me for the rest of my life um, until God, I, I allowed God to just rock my world. I was 19, you know, so for what, six more years, you know, that that moment, it's like, because, because you know, you know, man, I'm telling you, I was a punk. You know, he wanted to come in there and thump my head. He had to have. He had to want to come in there and thump my head. And uh, his obedience, even even in all his failures as a father, and I'm not saying he was a bad dad, but we've all, all of us have failed, every one of us. But that moment, his obedience, instead of coming there and picking a fight or, you know, just, you know, bow, brow beating me, you know, you, you stupid idiot. I can't believe you do something like that and treat your mom that way and blah, blah. You know, he could have done all that. He'd come in there and punch me in the face. I deserved it. But instead of, of him doing what he wanted to do, because I'm sure he did, he was obedient to God and God used that moment to rock my world. I remember being 17 years old. This is two years before I allowed God to just radically change my life. I remember sitting in my bed, probably that same bed. And I remember thinking to God, God, I hate you. Leave me alone. He was just, he, God just, just chasing me just over and over. I like, he just, he, every stupid thing I did, he was there. You shouldn't be doing that. I love you. I love you. I love everything. Everything I did. I love you. I love you. And I was like, God, I leave me alone. And it was through my father's obedience that changed my life forever. And you know, did again, did he do things wrong? Absolutely. Us as fathers, if you fathered for very long at all, you know you're going to do stuff that's wrong. But it's not about 
the things that you do wrong. It's about trying to do what is right. It's about trying to follow the pattern of God to, to allow God to work in our lives as fathers, to teach our kids, even in the mo- those moments when we want to be just, you know, get, don't get me wrong. I got whooped. I got whooped a lot. Uh, I deserved a lot of it. Um, the vast majority of it because I was a bad kid, but you know, there were times that I needed to be whooped that needed to happen. But in that moment, in that particular moment, my father was obedient to God and it, and it changed my life. He is seeing the result now. Good grief. I turned 40 this year. So do the math 17 years later. Um, Oh gosh, 27, 27 years later, man, I'm old. Um, 27 years later, he's seen the product of his obedience on that day. It is so important for us as fathers to listen to God and to raise our children, to love God and to respect God, you know, to strive for obedience, just as we do in everything else for our children. You know, you're going to get it wrong. You're going to make the wrong choice. Sometimes you're going to lash out and regret what you say. You're going to do something. You're going to be like, man, I wish I could have took, I wish I could take that back. But you know what? There's grace in fathering, just like there's grace in our sin. And thank God for it. Thank God. Thank God for it. Maybe you're struggling with parenting. Uh, maybe you're struggling with, you know, you know, what being a father. Maybe you're having a hard time. Maybe your kids are being rebellious. Maybe, you know, you've done something stupid. You just want to talk about it. Get a hold of me. We have an email address, realmenatthepaliceofpraise.com. I'm sorry, realmenatthepaliceofpraise.com. Um, you can always find me at the palace. Um, you know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, message me. We'll talk about it. We'll, you know, get some counseling, whatever you need. You know, maybe you just need to get something off your chest. Let me know. Um, you know, but us as fathers is, it's one of the most important things that we'll ever do. And, um, as always, I want to end it in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be the leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmenatpalaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. 
Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. conversation. Join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion. 